0: Okay, 290. Page 290. Kuf, Kuf Mem hey, page 290. So, this is perhaps one of the best known letters in all of Tanya. <laughs> best known because it's quoted by numerous other tzaddikim, including the non Chabad um, movements as far as the relationship of various tamidim, chsidim to their rabbeim who are deceased. Now a little bit of a historic um, information is required here. Following the passing of the Balsham HaKadosh, he was succeeded by the, the Magid of Mizrich. That's what he was called in in Rusland he was called the Great Magid in Galicia they called him the. Rebbe. that was pretty much of unanimous acceptance of leadership after the passing of the Great Magid so there it was no longer as clear however the vast majority of the Talmidim took upon themselves the leadership of Rimendler of of Vitebsk, of Vitebsk authored later on, much much later on, after his passing, they put together a safer of his diaries and especially his letters, which are incredible letters that he wrote from Eretz called Pri HaAretz, the fruit of the land. That the question as to what, at what point that unity fell apart, but the Remendler and several hundred other families picked up and moved to Eretz Yisrael. Now, there were many tzaddikim in Europe who continued raising money to sustain what they called the new yeshuv in Eretz Yisrael. There were some of the tzaddikim more were in Tsvas, but the vast majority ended up settling in Tveria. whereas where they, were, they are buried... And that kind of became the, the Hasidic center in Eretz Yisrael. For many, many years it was dominated by the offspring of Vitebsk, which was Slonim. The Tedigum Slonim dominated uh, Tveria and Karlin. Those two Hasidic groups heavily, heavily dominated the scene in Tveria. Um... It was decimated by various things hunger and the, the, the tzaddikim in Europe had continued mothers, where they continued sending money on a regular basis to the of there so it was considered the greatest privilege possible was to be the appointee to send this money to Yishuv and to be part of this collection and there were some really intense wars among the chsidim and among the tzaddikim as to who had the rights to send the money, who had the rights to distribute the money, and so on. It was not at all simple. Many, many letters are written back and forth, and then they had messengers going back and forth to make sure the money was distributed as they wanted it distributed. Nonetheless, the connection between Ravendla was was clearly a... a phenomenal charismatic leader to the degree when, when they sent someone to try proving to the Vilna the validity of the Hasidic position they sent at the time he was in his 20s <laughs> he clearly was a very erudite accomplished Talmud Chacham and he never made it in that, that conversation never took place then Remed Levitevsky went with Eshotif. He went with a partner. His name was Rebavrom Hakoyen Mikaliska, Hakoyen They were the two leaders of the Yeshvanetz Yisrael. Somehow, somewhere along the way, Rebavrom Kaliska and the Balatanya had a disagreement in their approach to disseminating the teachings of Chesidus and the letters between the two of them are still with us they are harsh and fierce in defense of both of their positions they nonetheless maintain a great deal of respect for one another in the writings impressively of See, the Chabad, they referred to Rabbah as Harava HaKodesh Mikalisk. They don't have any disrespect, despite the fact that he really uh, let him have it. Um, but as should come to you as no surprise, the Bolotanya held his own, did not veer from his mahalak, from his, his thought process. And when the Medlevitebska passed away, the Oelam left behind, as well as the Yeshivanites, well, were devastated. It was a, a devastating blow. And this letter, and for the first time, a beer on the letter was penned by the Baltanya himself. You'll see many times in the Aldikuta uh, Territory, or a mimer. ...from the Valtanya with a beer, with an explanation... ...which was written by the Tzamech Here, the Valtanya himself writes the explanation. He elaborates on his own letter. So let's see the letter. Hopefully we'll get through the letter tonight... ...and then we'll go on to the beer. in Shem next week. It says on page 290. What he wrote to those who dwell in the land of Israel... The should be rebuilt speedily in our days. The nachameim the to comfort them doubly. The Teishia for salvation. Al Petiras Kim upon the passing of the great genius Torah scholar, the Godly man. So this is, the, in the Bible, they call him Rav Mendel of Haradok. Um, the reason they do that is because everybody else calls him Rav Mendel of Vitebsk. So we had to give him a different name. But obviously, he had something to do with the city of Haradok. Rav Mendel, by the way, was the mentor of the Baltania when Baltani came to the Great Maggid for the first time. Magid identified his potential and put Ramin up to mentoring him and the rest was history Ahuvai Achai virei, My beloved, my brothers, my friends Asher that are beloved as my own soul Hashem Aleim Yichyu Chaim Ad HaOila, may Hashem bless them with life forever they and their children with them. Zera emes, children who desire truth, Hashem. They should be blessed from Hashem from now on forever. Now, in the commentaries here, you'll see that one of the points that they try making, which I believe is a very valid point is that as we're going to discover here, the definition of a disciple is not just someone who knew the person, but someone who even after their passing attempts to get to know the tzaddik and to learn from their ways and to follow in their path. Right. So when he's referring here to tzetzayim, to their offspring, what he's trying to say here is this is not limited just to disciples who knew him or were alive at that time, but that this pertains to anyone who wants to latch on to a a given um, mahalach, a given path in serving Hashem. Which again strikes me as being ironic that somehow they held Breslov in contempt when this was exactly what Breslov did, was they adopted the teachings of Rav Nachman despite the fact that they didn't have a living tzaddik. So clearly that's what he's addressing here and what he's saying is is that we can become Talmidim as well of any tzaddik who we decide um, that we relate to. And by the way, this doesn't have to be a one size fits all and, and through one period in life there are we all go through changes and there are different svarim and different teachings that will appeal to us and we should take advantage of those various um, tzaddikim who can speak to us in a, in a way that inspires us right, we're up at the top of Kuv Kemishpat, after inquiring about the well-being as should be, to those who love his name, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I came here to speak, to the hearts of those who are hurting, who are moaning, groaning, to comfort them doubly, that comes in the language of the Nevi'im, for salvation, Oznai that my ears have heard their pain, betovinla, and the comfort can be understood about the words of Chazal de the who has left behind life for those who are alive. Now there is no such Chazal. doesn't exist so I did the computer searches and I did the uh, the rest of the research the first time this language appears is actually in a and the language is a terminology that's used for someone who leaves something behind for the living ok now, it's very fair to refer to the Rambam as Chazal. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, what do you got? There's a footnote here that says Proverbs nineteen twenty three. after that. No, it's a diff- that's a different note. Why? It's not going on that. It's not going on that. I'm telling you it's a Rambam. Who's a good Jew? Oh, yeah. He mentioned something about Yavamas here too. Yobamas. Right. So it's based upon the Hilchis Yavamas it? It's the Rambam it's the Rambam about Hilchis Yavamas Anyway, the bottom line is the suggestion is that the deceased is leaving something behind for those who are here. What's it talking about? So he explains. Ki tzadik be'emunosoy yichya. The tzadik lives in his emunah. He also lives u'biyiras Hashem l'chaim. He also lives in his God-fearingness. U'birish be'esh shalheves ahavosoy mechaim. And he also lives in his passionate love of Hashem. So there's three areas here. His emuna, his fear of God, and his love of HaKadosh Baruch Okay? And he leaves this behind. Um how do you use that here? That he, he existed in these things all of the days of his life here on earth. That's how he defined life. Now, that itself is a phenomenal definition of who's alive. Life is not defined by who is inhaling or exhaling or how many falafels a person is able to consume. Life is defined here by one's emuna, by their fear of God, and by their love of HaKadosh Baruch. Okay? However, when the time comes that Hashem takes his ruach and his neshama to him, notice he didn't mention his nefesh, Okay, because the nefesh, as he's going to speak about, remains at the grave. But when Hashem gathers the ruach and the neshama, bi'ilui ilui, and it, it, it elevates itself. The neshama and the ruach are elevated stage after stage. Ad ruma malois, until the highest of heights. He leaves behind the life force of that Ruach, of his work, Asher Ovad Bo, that he toiled in, Lifonim while he was alive amongst Jews. Pu'ulas Tzaddik the work of the Tzaddik, for the living. The lives of those who are geknipped, they're bound to his soul. With the bonds, with the ties of knots of love. Refers to two types of love here ahavirab, abundant love, and eternal love that can never be moved. Ashemia isha chayim. Who is the person who desires love? Ledavka chayim. To cleave to the living God. In his service. Tidbak He's going to attempt. Meaning, the person who loved the tzaddik. Who now wants to continue serving the Ravaina Shalom. Is going to serve him in the ways. He, modeling after the life of the tzaddik in whose ways he's following right he's going to cleave he's going to connect to his service and he will be bound up in the band of life with Hashem with continued with the life of the spirit of this person, Asher Amarnu, who we said about him, Bitsila Nikhya Ba in his shade, in his shelter, will we survive among the Goyim. Referring here, this again, a borrowed term from, from the Navi, but what he's saying here is, we counted on this person to guide us through the difficulties of life, through all the travails, through the darknesses. This was the person whose path we're following to guide us through these troubles. So we shouldn't think that since he's gone that this that we've lost this ability. No. He has left behind in each and every one of us. Commensurate with the level that one is connected to him, be'emes, in truth and his love is a havas emes a love of truth that's pure m'kerav ishv'alei from the depth of a person from the depth of one's heart him, because we know that one's reflection is reflected to them in water When you look into a a lake, into a puddle. So one sees the reflection. And the Pesach says, So too is the heart of one person to another. So here he says a tremendous chiddush. And that is that this concept applies not only in life, but after death as well. That to the degree that a person yearns to maintain that relationship to that degree will the person be able to draw from the spirit of that tzaddik the spirit of that tzaddik continues to exist literally in our midst although he's gone, how is that how can that be See, immediately he throws in this this yeah. concept, which is he takes for granted. When the tzaddik sees, when the tzaddik sees, he's dead. Let's see. he's making an obvious assumption that the tzaddik, from his vantage point, is able to watch the activities and the goings on here on on earth. Is kibira isay l'adav. <laughs> When he sees his children, and he's clearly defining children here much broader than physical offspring, Mesiadov, the actions of his hands, Bikirbai, that which he formed, that which he worked on during his lifetime. Yagdishu Shema Yisbarach that they continue to sanctify the name of Hashem. Asher who continue to sanctify and to make great Hashem's name. when we will continue to go in the paths of righteousness as He taught us Midrachov from His ways or when we will go along His paths Netzach selavohed forever. Now you can well imagine that there are three hundred pages written in the books of the other Rebbes of Chabad as to what the distinction is between the drachov and the archoisov of his ways and his paths, what the differences are between archem and drachim, and so on, which we are not going to cover. But he does say netzach sevad, and netzach sevad means forever. And forever means long beyond people who knew him. So that clearly suggests that the mahalach that the Baltani is laying out here about connecting to Tzadikim of yesteryear is not limited to people who knew him, but limited to people who care about knowing him, who do enough about researching what it means to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Along the path that these people taught. That's who he's talking to. Okay, that's why it's Netzach forever. And now he throws in the bomb. And in the beer, the bomb gets even better than what he says initially here. Okay, so we're about two, four, six, eight, nine lines from the bottom, right in the middle of the line. Bezesh Isa Kaddish. Now we understand what the Zoya teaches. The Zoya Kodesh teaches. di that a tzaddik who has passed on, ishtakach Bikula almin, is found in all of the worlds, yasir mi more so than when they were alive. Why? So he explains his fellows, The reason for this is, meaning, what? how can it be more so than within their lives? Meaning, We all can accept the fact that the Tzadik goes on to thrive and to exist and in the higher celestial worlds, okay, that's what we expect of our tzaddikim, right? We only want tzaddikim who are, you know, who go on to the higher worlds, Ganeid Natacht and I mean, that's what we expect of our tzaddikim, right? If they're not members there, we don't want to be there. But to go say that they're found, He's not saying that they're only found in those worlds but that they're more so even in this world than they were when they were in this world. That's the Kiddush that he's saying here from the Zayah. Look how he says it. That is to say that even in this physical world, this world of doing, they are found more. (coughs) How could that be? Because their actions continue to thrive and to grow. Shoots off of shoots. Growths off of growths. (coughs) From the light which is planted from the Tzadik. Now he's basing this on a post that we all we all are familiar with. The light is planted for the Tzadik. How do you plant light? So again, there's, there's, there are different ways of looking at what he's saying here, but what the, on the simplest level, what he's telling us here is that the investment... That the tzaddik plants has growths, and those growths have growths, and they continue to grow and to thrive way beyond the limited growth of the original planting that the tzaddik made. Now, one of the, the one of the things that he brings here from Sifre Kabbalah, he brings it from from um, the uh, Talmide of the, the disciples of the Arizal is that in the time of the Besam that there was access to these growths and that the Rabbi Nisholeilam set them aside for a period of time. But when the tzaddik ascends heavenward that he has the right and the ability to now once again harvest those growths. But on the simplest level, what he's saying here is is that when the tzaddik is able to benefit from all the actions of his lifetime... So he's able now to take command of the things that he planted during his, his, his life. And he could guide them where he wants to guide them. So whereas the tzaddik, as he existed in the ilm in his world of action, had no clue as to what, how far-reaching... His actions were. But now that he exists in the world where he's reaping those benefits, he has the ability to guide them where he wants to guide them. So, in this field that Hashem blessed him in the in the celestial world, who has the ability to shine to this earth, this earth and beyond, and therefore, and therefore we, today, here, Kulanu Chaim Bidrochov, we are all living and, and continuing in His ways. Derech HaKvedi this is His derech. We're living in His pathway, and therefore we have, we have the ability to benefit from the the the, the merits, the offshoots, the, the, the products of what He invested in. He says, I'm only talking about when it comes to serving Hashem. Meaning that I'm referring to when I, when I want to be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch in a given way, in tefillah, in Torah, in, in mitzvahs, and I want to be able to carve out my path along the pathway of, of the way the tzaddik did it. And I, I sit and study his ways. Right and, and and I'm able to analyze how he did it. That if for certainly if if we, if we knew the person and, and you're able to to follow his instructions and his, his mahalach. Okay, see, so understand that there's a bond that connects us to the the, the pathways of that tzaddik, so that we could benefit from the richness of his experience next page, but that's in, in heavenly matters. So he's saying the novelty that I'm presenting to you, or those who mourn after him here, if we follow in his ways, then we're still continuing to live and to thrive from the, the, the productivity that he planted within us but when we're talking about physical stuff panasa children health all the physical things he says I don't need any sources for that that's obvious she says that's explicitly written in the Zayar look at this language the language of the Zayir is that the tzaddikim protect this world and in their death even more so than in life I don't need any sources for that so if you guys are worried about the fact that you don't have the protection of the tzaddik quite the contrary, they're much better off dead than they are alive I mean, he doesn't say that, but that's clearly what he's saying that tzaddikim and their death are much better. There's, in fact, he says this isn't even a, a, a chesidish idea. It says by Sancherev, he brings you a very interesting source. This is a Zoya Chele Gimel, Ein Aleph amid Beis. Rabbi Yossi said to Rabbi Shimon Yechoy, that tzaddikim protect the world during their lifetime, And in their death, even more so than in their lifetime. And the Zoya brings about the Navi Yeshaya, I think he existed before Chesidim, that when Sancherev came to destroy Yerushalayim, that Hashem says, the Navi says, in the name of Hashem, The same way he came, he will leave. And to this city of Yerushalayim, he ain't coming. No, Hashem, Hashem promises. But God knows, and I will protect the city. To save it, for my sake, and for the sake of David, my servant. David is long gone. And Hashem is saying, that is protecting the city of Yerushalayim in the merit of David, who is shalang of Yennevelt. It's 250 years after David the Melech is gone. So he's saying that as far as the the merits of a tzaddik to um Protect from matters of this world. We don't need any proofs. This is again a a Gemara as well. Were it not for the prayers of Tzadikim Bahualma in that world, the world would not survive for one moment. But anyone who is close to the tzaddik is closer to the Mishkan of Hashem in his lifetime will certainly be there closer for the purpose of blessing so the more one has to do with the Tzaddik the more one is close to the ways of the Tzaddik, the closer they are to receiving these brachas of the Tzaddik I remember seeing recently about the, the one of the uh, before the Holocaust so one of the greatest Gatherings used to take place in Lezhensk on the yard site of Rebbe the Melech of Lezhensk. So Kohanim used to go just to be in the city, on his yard site, even though they couldn't go into the um, couldn't go into the actual gravesite. Yesterday, I was in London. I think it was yesterday and I think it was me. <laughs> yeah, it was yesterday. So I met, I met a fellow there who's from the, uh, he's one of the Spinker There were two families of Spinker One of them was, the last name was Kahana. This Spinker Rebbe lives in Yerushalayim and his great-grandfather of Nachman of Spinka was a half brother to my mother-in-law's father. They're very, very close. Well, they're half There's a half Buruchel half, remarried and there was a, a, a half brother, and they ended up going off to Yisrael for which reason there's a lot of swarm and different things that survived the war. They are Kohanim. The Kahanas are Kohanim. They told me that their menig is that they go into the Marasa Machp, not Marasa Machp, they go into the Myra in Miron of Ribshimabayechai, even though they're Kohanim. And he told me that the reason for this is is that my mother-in-law's grandfather, the Burkhal of Brizdovitz, once saw his grandfather playing outside. He was eight years old. called him over and said to him, I want you to know that I have a Kabbalah Ish Mipi Ish, that there's a tradition which is handed down that those who built the building over the gravesite in Miran built it in such a way that Kohanim hmm. are able to enter there. And he said to him, I'm telling it to you because it's going to be relevant to you. Even though this all was taking place in in Europe. And then the, you know, the storm of the Holocaust began to happen. They escaped it. it's just all, the Kohanim has all ended up Living in Etz so it was relevant to them. Um, but the point that I was trying to make is when he talks about a cholak anybody who's closer is closer to the brocha. That, that that's why people wanted to be even in the same city. I know that the Shemleis, my great great grandfather would tell people to go to Sanz, even though they couldn't get to, and near the gravesite, just to be in the city on the day on the day of the yotei. So. I found tremendous comfort in this in this letter especially where he writes this way about following in the pathways of a given tzaddik because um, as difficult as it is to find a given a mahalach one will find that Throughout life that there's um difference form speak to you and you latch on and you become completely engulfed and in, into it and um, it affects the way you think and the way you practice and the way you dive, and and then it turns off. And you latch on to a different mahalach. And uh, my friend Halan Loeb uh, makes fun of me. It's my my flavor my flavor of the month uh, Um Recently, I've been learning a lot of the uh, works of Rav Teichtal. So I called him. I called his. He was murdered in in the Holocaust. And many of his grandchildren Baruch Hashem, are alive and well, and they're printing his works. So I called him and asked him, I'd love to have something from him in, in writing. I, said, I don't care if it's a grocery list, just, just a piece of his handwriting. Anyway, so he said, You know, I'll send you something I just showed to your cousin, to the Bob Rebbe where he speaks about your great grandfather. So he sends me the handwritten notes that he was written as he was between the ceiling and the roof of the bunker in which he was hiding. They found these, these handwritten things where he writes about um, my great-grandfather escaping and being alone in the woods on Rosh Hashanah davening from his, uh, you know, while, he was, while he was running away. Um but the revenge Shalom gave us this immense deep um colorful um, variety of pathways in which to serve him and with the full understanding that no matter where we are in life no matter what stage we're going to be no matter where we're going to find ourselves that there's going to be a mahalakh that's going to speak to us it's going to take some work to find what it's going to be of course it's not going to, it's not going to hit us over the head it's going to take some effort for us for to discover who it is and what it is and it's a trial and error and so on and what's what's most amazing is that something that meant nothing to us last year can mean everything to us tomorrow. And that'll be the person and um, that tzaddik, when we follow in their pathways, are going to be the ones who will be able to be mashpia upon us physically and spiritually and, and offer us the type of, of leadership and guidance that he's talking about. And we'll see next week as he as he elaborates more on that, the power of that these tzaddikim have from their vantage place in in Ghanedin and how the connections work and from their neshama to their ruach to the thing that comes back to the to the soul and what what the the entire purpose of going to the grave of a tzaddik and his son the Middle Rebbe has an entire kuntz called kutus in Status where he talks about the purpose and value of going to the grave of a tzaddik and what 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 that's all about so this really launches an entire uh, this one letter like uh released a uh an avalanche of uh purpose and meaning and depth into how to connect to tzaddikim who have um gone on to reap their benefits in gan so means we will Take it up from here next week.